When did the image of success become so shallow and cookie cutter? It's carefree entrepreneurship, sprawling homes, and curated aesthetics, all wrapped up in a simplified social media post rife with the latest buzzwords explaining how you're just one manifestation away from the life of your dreams. But building thriving businesses and positioning yourself as a leader in any industry has little to do with hitting these external validations and everything to do with cutting through the crap and getting to work. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, marketing strategist, and your host in this discussion. I've spent decades studying the mechanics of success so I could reverse engineer the process. Together, let's specifically define what success means to you and determine the steps to get you there. With real strategies, exclusive interviews, and game-changing ideas you can implement into your life and business. It's time to go beyond the facade, beyond the posturing, beyond the image to create real change personally and professionally. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. I feel like we've known each other long enough that I can confide in you and share something that has been weighing on me over the last mm, several months. I have this unhealthy obsession, you see. I have an obsession with seeing bad things happen to bad people, essentially those who get what's coming to them, to actually witness karma coming back to bite someone in the ass, but only someone who deserves it, of course. I know this is not great. My therapist is aware of this. No need to involve her anymore in this. And I understand there's a mentality of, well, live and let live and focus on yourself and put your energy towards positive things. And I hear you. I really do. But also, it is really cool to see when someone gets what's coming to them. I found this Reddit thread all about Dave Hollis and what an egomaniac Dave Hollis is, and I fell into it. Of course I fell into it because Dave Hollis is on again, off again with a former guest of this show. She's spoken at our conference. She's uh, been involved in our masterminds, Heidi Powell. So I have a vested interest in seeing what is going on. Do yourself a favor. Do not look up this Reddit thread. You don't want to go down the rabbit hole that I went down. But essentially, I came across this video of Dave talking about a new book he launched. This was sometime probably last year. And book sales must not have been going well because he filmed this several-hour-long live video on Instagram where he was displaying what honestly looked like a schizophrenic breakdown, demanding people buy his book. And actually, and I'm paraphrasing, but not really that much, saying, why are you even following me? If you're not going to buy my book, and I'm going to host all these free trainings, and you could attend those for free, because I'm hosting them for free, but that would be cheating unless you bought my book. Why are you even following me unless you brought my book? And to just see him getting angrier and angrier as this video went on, and people were throwing some shade at him in the comments section. Of course they were, because he's coming off like an asshole. 
And something about this, watching his mind break in real time, I, I was just savoring every second of it. But now that I'm relaxed and calm, I'm able to process this a little more clearly and really start to understand why his position was aggravating me as much as it was. He is holding the assumption, he's holding the belief that just because someone chooses to follow him on a free platform like Instagram, that he is entitled to their money, that he has already earned their purchase of his book, that there is no reason to follow him unless you're willing to give him your money. And what sort of position is that to take? What does that say about him? What does that say about how he views his clients? What does that say about how he views people who are yet to become his clients? What does that say about his willingness to earn people's business by demanding it and saying, you should unfollow me if you are unwilling to purchase my book? This got me thinking, and it was on my mind today because I, you know, as of recording this, it's quarter after eight at night on a Thursday. You'll get this Friday morning. And I just finished up a 12-hour production with a good friend of mine and a long supporter of my business. And we were kind of like tallying up the number of shoots we've done. It's probably been half a dozen shoots uh, over the course of 10 years. 10 years we've worked together. And I started to think about what did I have to do to earn someone's business for 10 years? And I do believe there are four key steps to not just earning business, but to retaining business. And I suppose I don't understand the idea or the mindset of always posturing to chase new business exclusively. Instead of, yes, chasing new business, but honoring and retaining the business that you have, it takes a tremendous amount of work to earn someone's business for the first time. And honestly, and I've covered this before in this show, it's going to take more time this year than ever before. And it's going to take more time going into the latter part of this year and into next year. Why? We're steamrolling right into a recession, People are going to be, and they already are, but they're going to be even more judicious with their money, with where they're choosing to invest. And how do you position yourself so you are not an expense, you are an investment, that you are not a cost, you are giving a return? And what this comes down to, I mentioned, I really think there are four elements or four stages of this. And the first stage, We'll call it the research phase. This is about understanding your client perhaps better than they understand themselves. And that is not a platitude. I truly want you to understand what the needs of your target audience are. And if you cannot articulate that, it's going to be really hard to do anything else to earn their business. If you cannot clearly state what their needs are and why those needs are important, or if you have the wrong needs down, there is no second step. There's no reason for them to pay attention to you. 
So it's understanding what their pain points are, what their challenges are, what their struggles are, as well as understanding what their aspirational identity is. And the more specificity you can include in this breakdown, the better you will position yourself as the right resource for your audience. Thinking back to that live that Dave Hollis was doing, he just kept rambling on almost incoherently about how this book will change your life, but without giving any specifics or details or comprehension of how it's going to change your life, why it would change your life, in what way it will change your life. Which makes me think it's just a generic kind of bullshit book, which is on par with most of his messaging in my estimation. But drill down and understand where your clients are today, where they want to go tomorrow, what that gap looks like, and what service or what product or what offering do you have that bridges that gap. And you can then hone in deeper per client. So when I look at like certain magazines I'm pursuing, I study the publication to get a nuanced sense of what they personally publish because not every magazine is the same. Not everyone who comes in my studio is the same. Even if they're in the same industry, they might have different brands and different angles and different positions that they want to take. I cannot take the same photo for two different people and get the same results. It's not possible. And more importantly, they don't want that. Person B is not going to say, do exactly what you did for person A, because I'm just trying to copy person A. No, because they know that's not going to work for them. The second phase is where you demonstrate your value. This is the value I bring to you. This could be pitching. This is building relationships. This is earning their attention. This is your content marketing. All of this is to reinforce the value that you offer that potential client before they ever spend a cent on you. This is how you show them that you understand their plight. This is how you demonstrate that you provide the right approach, methodology, system, solution to have them overcome their obstacles, to help them bridge that gap. I mean, that's all marketing right there. That's the marketing in that second phase. Being able to clearly show I am the right individual to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And when you position it like that, they're going to feel like you've been inside their head. This is not about making lots of sales. This is about building trust and rapport and having a successful, mutually beneficial long-term relationship. That means you invest in your potential client before they invest in you. Phase three is not just delivery. It is that white glove treatment. It is reinforcing why they took a chance on you. Have you ever had that where you hired someone and when it finally came to doing the work with them, they were lackluster? They didn't bring their A game. You knew they were mailing it in. I guarantee it's happened to every listener on this show in one way, shape, or another. 
Like maybe it was a landscaper you hired, or maybe it was uh, you know a, a handyman that did work on your house, or maybe it was a real estate agent who you just kind of had that feeling that they weren't really making you a priority. This is someone you've given your business to, and they look at it as well. Obviously, you gave me your business. What a terrible, terrible posture for someone to have. That would be the worst thing I could do for a client is to make them feel that I wasn't grateful as fuck that they invested in me. I don't care if someone invests $20 in my business or someone invests $20,000 in my business. If someone invests in my business, they're going to get everything that I told them they were going to get. And I'm going to try to delight them every step of the way. Now, obviously, the $20 investment doesn't yield the same personal connection as a $10,000 investment or $20,000 investment. But I want the person who invested $20 to feel like they got 10x what they invested. Even on this podcast, like, it's late. I could go home. I could skip an episode. But I feel if you're investing the time to listen to the show, I owe it to you to get this done when I say it's going to be done. That's over-delivering. That's reinforcing. And if I ever put out an episode where you as a listener feel that I didn't give it my energy and focus and attention, there's no reason for you to listen to another episode. I've broken the promise. And that's the thing. We don't just deliver once. We have to deliver consistently. I'll raise my hand right now. I've done that. I've had projects where I just mailed it in. You know, maybe it's been a long-standing client. I'm tired. It's not my best day. And I just delivered under my value. We've all done it. It's, it. But when I get called out on it, I have to own that. And say, you know what? You're right. And I have to make this up to you. Let me re-earn that trust. So that third phase or that third stage is about that delivery and that over-delivery. And then that fourth phase, that final phase, it's about staying in touch. It's about proving to your client that you're not just one and done. That you're not just rushing off to the next client. That you're actually invested in helping ensure that they get the results that you promised they were going to get. Because here's the thing, is you notice this takes a lot of time and energy to onboard that client, to earn that client. Why would you just assume that you have them for life? When you stay in touch and you focus on building that relationship, what's important is you understand what they need next. When you understand what they need next, that sounds a lot like doing research, which is phase one. So this is not a linear path. This is a cyclical journey. When you understand what they need next, you are already front of the line to position yourself as the right person to provide that answer, that solution, or that outcome, or that transformation that they need next. And that's how it goes around and around and around again. And that just is not how you earn a client. It's how you keep a client. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Hope you have an amazing weekend. We'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.